Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the leveling in Destiny 2 is still bad. I have been ranting about this since Forsaken, and I'm going in again. I'm trying to do everything I can to get Bungie to listen to help people have more directional and intentional leveling. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage i'm probably live right now come on in and join in the fun thank you for the 100 bits mick reaper and then Sopper plays with 100 bits thank you gonna jump right into the questions poro on head says do you think power level should be removed entirely uh i like raiding day one and i hate being strong-armed into rushing through everything and still getting shafted by rng like you're not getting the helmet i think a progression of loot would be way better you get better and cooler guns instead of them being at a higher level. Well, you don't want to completely gut the identity of the game. Like, in some respects, that's what Bungie has done. Like, the identity of the game is gutted because, like, leveling is just is too hard and too, as I called it, elusive. It's people calling it grindy. It's not grindy. It's elusive. You can dump an hour and a half into a milestone and get something that, that, that they don't give you the right thing, so you don't level up. That's not a grind. A grind is when you put in a lot of time and that time yields you a reward. That's a grind. You know, hey, I got to do this milestone. It's going to take an hour. You do it and you get a reward. We're not, we're not given, we're not given a grind in this game. We're given an elusive reward system that, in some respects, like doesn't even make any sense. So you don't want to gut the the identity even further. Again, consider, consider there's a spectrum of player and there's a spectrum of content, okay? That spectrum of player and spectrum of content, all you've got to do is have the reward structures be sensible within that spectrum. Lost sectors, adventures, and public events give you a certain amount of a bump on any item that drops. Nothing major. Imagine being 650 and then you're getting drops that are 652. It would actually take you quite a while to get to 652 because you would need numerous items to drop at 652. Once you hit 652, that low tier, those low tier activities would then drop 654. It would keep going up by two, but it would take you a while. It's not. And so I'm not taking the grind out of the game. I'm not trying to get casual players to max level in the blink of an eye, but at least when they would end a play session, those drops give them that sense of satisfaction and that feeling of progress instead of grinding content they're either not interested in or not wanting to play, and then they get something that literally doesn't level them up. Now, you could say... Well, if you go into Nightfall Strikes and Harder Activities, you get bigger jumps. Well, then the hardcore players are going to level up really fast. They already do, so that's a moot point. The, uh, hardcore players already level up ridiculously fast. We, we do all the things. We do all the raids. We cut all the corners. There's not really any corners to cut now, but we take all of the content and level up. And, we're, you know, we're leveling up according to RNG. So whenever there's, like, world's first races and stuff, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's kind of not even anything to care about because people are having advantages in those world's first races due to RNG because they have stronger power because they got better drops so the hardcore players aren't even really a concern if they level up a little bit faster because they can they can just speed run nightfalls for drops who the frick cares if they're doing what they enjoy what's it matter like 
Think about it like this. You're hurting people on both ends of the spectrum, and let me explain how. Let's consider the player who's not a casual. They love the game, but they don't play as much. They play for a couple hours a night. You're hurting them because you've you created reward structures that can leave them at the end of a play session with nothing that helps them. Now consider the hardcore player. The hardcore player is Lono. Lono plays all day every day. He's already on his second and third character, and he's running out of milestones on his main character, his warlock. What do I do once I start running out of milestones I start going into content I have zero freaking interest in and that makes it even worse do you think I want to play five games of crucible on the chance oh the sweet glorious chance of getting one item that might be one power level higher than the item that it drops on or it can it can drop and be nothing it doesn't help me at all it's lower than the slot that it drops in now, I know people keep telling me, like, oh, no, they've addressed it. It's a problem. No, it's not a problem. When I get a drop, it's always been one higher on the little milestones, and then it's like the five to seven higher on the bigger milestones. It just lands in the wrong slot. I have a 560 helmet, and I get a 566 primary. Well, I need the 566 helmet, do you see? So it's like it gets narrow the more you play. So even the most hardcore player is still at their level of engagement and on their end of the spectrum they also are getting frustrated they also are feeling a sense of futility with the grind a sense of i i i I cannot advance i cannot get anything accomplished without going into content that i'm not interested in so whether you're the the person who plays two hours a night or ten hours a day this leveling system leads to a lack of player agency and feelings of frustration that is not how you treat your player base respect the player's time or don't expect the player's time that's my point Noth21 in your opinion the bugs that happened this week bounties for some people such as the ones for Ada and Petra contribute to the whole leveling problem I for one can't complete in the Dreaming City milestone well their bounties not working is like punching somebody in the face who already has a, a broken leg It's like people trying to level are already limping along, trying to level. It's really frustrating. They're not making much progress. And then you come and just punch them in the face. Oh, man, looks like you're having a hard time there. You're kind of limping along. You're not really making any progress. You didn't really get any good drops. Yeah, okay. Uh, That bounty that you just did, wham, you punch them in the face. You're like, yeah, it's glitched. Sorry. It, it, It makes it worse. It makes it worse. You know? You, it, it's, you, you, you can't, <laughs> glitches aside, the leveling system is so foundationally flawed that that, that, I mean, that is like, that's adding insult to injury or salt in the wound, whatever phrase you want to use. Uh, freak gaming. You think Gambit Prime needs a weapon drop increase rate? Any tips on getting the new weapons? Well, it, the weapon system in this DLC, I'm worried that over time it's just going to continue to rear its head to just get worse and worse and worse. Today, when we did five or six of The Reckoning 2, I got pretty excited. I was like, okay, weapons are dropping. That means we can farm this. But then the more that we did it, the more that we did it, it was like, well, it seems that the drop rate's really, really low, and I got a curated sidearm. It seems that when people are getting the drops, in Gambit Prime, they seem to be consistently curated. And I'm like, okay, that's going to create the escalation protocol problem where it's a binary zero or a one experience. Once you finally get the auto rifle, you're basically done because it dropped curated and is a great roll out of the box. No pursuit, no farm, no roll checking. You just got it and you're done. People got the escalation protocol shotgun and their interest in EP went way down. So, 
this brings back the Ada bounties. The pure the pure marriage between player agency and RNG is in the Ada bounties because there's a variety of roles. There's curated roles that you can get that are really, really nice. Like, I finally got the Ringing Nail curated role and it was really exciting. Why? I've been farming for it for a while. And so getting that role that I've been pursuing was a feeling of satisfaction. And with Gambit Prime, it seems like if you do the right activity in the game, you get a curated role. Benji was sniping people while invading, and he said he was consistently getting the curated sniper rifle. Well, again, if if there was an intentional grind for that sniper, and he could continue trying and trying and trying to get the one that he thinks is best, or if, if it is discovered that the curated is the best, well, then that's a loot chase. But it's not much of a loot chase if it's merely a transaction of an activity in the game. Like, if you do this enough times, eventually it'll drop. And then when that happens, it's a curated role. So it's like you you don't you're done. Like if that's deemed the best role, that's too transactional. RNG is helpful in the when it when used in the right ways. And one of the ways I think that RNG is so so helpful is when it's used on a gun roll, because you can always get a slightly better version, slightly better role. Maybe there's a particular role that you're really, really wanting to get. You know, that keeps you uh, in the mix. Right now, it seems as though they're super elusive. There's no directional, there's no sort of directional player agency or intentionality to get the guns. But then when they do drop, you're basically done because you get such a good roll on them right away. So it's kind of it, 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 it's kind of bad in two ways. Number one, you have zero, you don't have any intentionality. That lack of intentionality like hurts player incentive. You're not really farming for it. And then when you do get it, it seems to drop curated, which means like well. I guess I'm not going to chase this thing. So it's like it's it's hurting the the a weapon grind that could have been really good. It's hurting it at multiple levels. Uh, Tony Gaspard, I know this is a bit off topic, but what do you think about exotics like rigs and skull disabling super regen via orb pickup? See, now what you're doing is is you're legislating you're legislating to the powerful instance, and I don't like that. This is what we were talking about after the Reckoning Tier 2, which I'll do a video. I'm going to do a video about it because I'm actually, I was actually enjoying it. But the contention was they're having to make content like this because um, when they when they make content like this, they're, they're, they're building it for people who can use rigs and skull and other things where you are able... Uh, you are able to get your super back right away. So they're basically having to legislate and build content specifically for that power structure that we have. You can get your super back right away. You can um, you can get your tether right back right about your skull, etc. So they're having to swarm us. I mean, if you play Reckoning Tier 2, you're going to see they'll spawn like two yellow ogres at the exact same time and it's like well you need you need a massive super for that that there's there's no there's no way around it there's no ifs ands or buts like you there you need that nova to hit at that point well when that happens you're starting to feel and this was this was milo's contention they're literally building content for these exotics so that's kind of you feel like i have to run rigs i have to run a skull you know a skull of the dire ahamkara nova my pushback was i don't mind when they build content that it's clear is built for certain builds that doesn't bother me i that i think that that's totally and utterly fine because when i look at when i look at the 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 nature of a lot of the abilities, they shine only in that environment. You can't take Skull Nova and do 
that everywhere. When you play Reckoning Tier 2, it's a unique experience. You can't take Skull Nova and, and, and get it back over and over and over again. You might be able to get it in, in the Blind Well when you have Harmony, but even still, I think when you build encounters that take an exotic and, an, and a super to their absolute pinnacle, awesome, strongest performance, that's really satisfying because you're not doing that everywhere. This is why I'm okay with the way that they've set up Reckoning Tier 2. Blackout's tilting because you can die when you're in the air from an Ogre Slam or a Night Slam. They need to fix that. I don't think Blackout should affect a Ground Slam. That's not a melee attack. They're hitting the ground, not you, but that's beside the point. We had a couple of really frustrating wipes because we were literally dying when we were up in the air from a Ground Slam that has a vertical a vertical reach that's absurd, and when Blackout applies to it, you get one-tapped. But overall, I thought Reckoning 2 is very good. So you don't you don't want to take rigs or 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 skull or anything and legislate to when they're at their best. Shard should have been left alone. It was messed with because of PvP. Skull should be left alone. Rig should be left alone. Now, what you could do is you could start creating encounters where the other supers were were deemed necessary. The idea I had was, what if there was an encounter where you had to do a lot of arc damage to charge some weapon up? Well, you could use grenades, you could use arc weapons, or maybe if you discovered Chaos Reach does it lightning fast and really, really supercharges it and makes the event and the content feel a lot a lot smoother, just like having Skull in Reckoning 2, the Skull Nova was just necessary. It was unbelievably helpful and, and, and fun. Well, now you're creating content that has mechanics tied to, you don't have to use Chaos Reach, but you certainly could. You know, you're letting people try different builds and different loadouts, because I think you're going to have to start they're going to have to start creating content that is sort of built for how strong we are, but maybe with other abilities. Because Riggs gives you your super back right away, and Skull gives you your super back right away, and they're so strong, it's hard to know when to use them. But the example I gave was the Shuro Chi fight in Last Wish is clearly a great place for Orpheus Riggs, but then later on you might be using something else like Blade Barrage or Celestial, because you're trying to maximize damage. So I think when you have contextual situations where supers are taken to their maximum efficiency with an ult with with an exotic for an example well of radiance in last wish plays a huge role but i'm not using well of radiance in, in phoenix protocol in in uh the reckoning because it's there was too much going on you're gonna get smacked off of the off of the well you're gonna get physics too much it's better to just go with the super that can feed itself so they're gonna have to start creating content like that i think the wrong pivot is the, the, the heart of your question is the wrong pivot. Stop making things that are really fun and strong weaker and make content that's either for other builds, you know, something that's clearly and specifically built for another build, or just start making other exotics and other builds st- equally strong and it comes down to player agency and strategy and not, you've got to run this. Notorious Jeremy. What's your opinion on the rise of power level with no real endgame content to grind for except Reckoning, especially with how brutally RNG has been? Well, I, I mean, this is essentially what drip feed content's probably going to consistently be, I would think. You're going to, you're going to grind for new stuff, and then the new stuff is interesting with respect to perks and, you know, and, and, and appearance, right? Some of the armor looks really cool. I think the guns look really cool. So there's appearance, but there's also, you know, perks and things that are new. 
And then there's new content to experience. So, I mean, like I said, Reckoning Reckoning Tier 2 is actually pretty fun. It's pretty intense. Uh, it's, you know, and there's, the guns can drop at the end. That's generally what these games are. They give you new content loops to run over and over again. And that new content loop has guns and things in them and gear that you can't get anywhere else. Because, you know, you want the new Gambit Prime stuff. You want those new weapons. You got to run uh, the new content. You got to run the new stuff. And I think that that's totally and utterly fine. The question really is, and this is and this is something that I touched on, is is this content going to be too narrow of an offering because of the nature of you know it's all Gambit, it's all Gambit Prime. Now, thankfully, the Reckoning Two, as I said, it, it, it seems to be right headed. You can go into the Reckoning Two and farm for weapons, and I think that's good. You don't want people to again feel like, well, there's literally. There's literally nothing for me here. Well, if you don't feel like playing Gambit Prime, then you can go. Uh, you can go into Reckoning and farm for the weapons. The only dilemma is I don't think you can go in there without a moat. You have to make a moat, but just don't use it. If you're if you're not if you're not going for the armor sets, if you don't care about the armor sets, then just don't go for it. I literally can't find the boss. Where is he? I literally can't find him. Oh, he's over here. I was like, he's not with any of the enemies. Like, I was literally running around. I was like, where is this guy? He's hiding over there, not with any of the trash ads. He'll probably actually be easier to kill because of that. I, like, legit couldn't find him. Um, next question. Uh, Pwned says, do you believe that enhancement cores being a, a, a hard roadblock to leveling on top of randomization of loot drops would hurt engagement? I mean, I said this in my talk. Yes, leveling has layers of problems. Do you think all powerful rewards need to follow Ada's example? I would love it if every milestone was a bigger jump, but also told you what you were getting. So even if you kind of knew, you're like, well, I don't want to play Crucible, but if Crucible was going to guarantee you a piece of armor, do you want to know what you would do? You would pass your guns down and you would start there. You'd kind of swallow, you'd kind of eat the broccoli first. Like, I don't really like this. I'm going to get this out of the way. And I know I'm going to get a piece of armor. And that's, it. like, think about it like this. When I gave all my guns to my hunter, his level jumped up to 655. But all of my armor was 650. This means that any armor that drops for me helps me. So I would start with that milestone. I would start with my least favorite milestones that are going to give me armor because I know I need armor first. Don't you see? That's player agency and reward kind of working hand in hand. So sure, I'm not a big fan of PvP, but it's not that bad to crank through five matches of mayhem when I know I'm going to get a piece of armor. I know that's going to help me. So if every milestone told you powerful, you know, powerful gun, powerful armor piece, you could even rotate them each week so it's not always the same. You're empowering the player to make a decision that is then rewarded instead of frustrated. You don't want the player to say, well, I guess I don't have anything left to do other than PvP, let me do it. And they either get like a marginal reward that isn't that great, or they get no reward. Like, either either way, it isn't that of a good experience. But if you were able to be intentional and smart, like right now, right now, if I look at my gear, I'm I'm my my max my max character 
is like 664 or something like that. Well, no, this the if I went to my warlock, I'm not sure how high the hunter can go. I don't want to start swapping gear. He can be like a, I think he, I think this guy can be a 66 uh, a 666 or a 665. Well, I know I can go to the Burguzia Forge and farm a weapon and that weapon will probably drop at like 670. Well, I have a heavy that's 667 and then my highest energy is 668. So I'm going to hold off on doing that. If my armor starts to catch my weapons, then I can go in. I know I'm getting a weapon. I know what I'm getting. And then her her bounty, that, that her milestone that finishes is an armor piece. That's that's player agency and grind, you know, landing, landing and working in harmony and not working against each other. Hyped Dutch. Is there anything that can save the game and the bad leveling experience without touching the level mechanics? I don't think so, no, because the problem is, is that when you come to the game, everyone comes to the game with a desire. What do you want? It could be, I want to go get loot. It could be, I want to get power. It could be, I just really, really like running strikes. You know, whatever it is, whatever it is you want to do. I think the most common thing that people want to do with the cadence and the rhythm of a season pass is level up. They, they shove that out right in front of everybody. This is this is the this is the way that you level up. You level up by doing this. And people then they go and do it. If you, if you were to play any other RPG that said, "Oh, hey, you want to do this thing. This is this is the activity that will reward you and you go do it and you don't get it." The question will be this. Can I repeat it? And how and and how quickly can I expect to be rewarded? Well, the question, "Can I repeat it?" The answer in Destiny is no. You can come back next week. So that immediately short circuit the idea of being unrewarded. The like getting getting unrewarded or a lack of reward in games like this is okay. There's a place for that. You grind the nightfall, you grind a raid, you don't get the gun you wanted or you don't get the role you wanted. That's okay. Why? You can do it over again. You can repeat it. The minute you're going to say to the question, "Can I repeat this?" The minute you're going to say no, it needs to be something that isn't required for advancement, but because it's required for advancement, it feels very strange to have it tied to something that says, no, uh-uh, you can't repeat this. You don't need a god-rolled hand cannon from the raid or a god-rolled shotgun from some strike. You don't need that to advance. So it's okay to let people repeat it. But when you need something to advance, you better be able to repeat it because it's like, why are you stopping me from advancing? What's the point here? Right, not rewarding you in the strike with the gun, it's okay to not reward you there for two reasons. You don't need it for advancement and you can repeat it. Don't you see? It's it's a double insult. I, I don't need I don't need a God Roll Warden's Law to advance in my experience. I don't. You don't reward me, not a big deal. I can repeat it. In in leveling, it's a double whammy. I need this for advancement, and you can get you can make it unrewarding, and you don't let me repeat it. It hits you twice. It hits you in the face twice. It's it's just it's compounded. It, it compounds itself. It literally makes itself worse by its very nature and how it's designed. It isn't. It is a not. It is not good. It's it's. I think it's indefensible in the realm of leveling systems because of everything I just outlined. Charles uh, Edward Cheese says, 
Do you think the leveling system would be more meaningful or feel more streamlined if, say, Pinnacle Weapons dropped at max power? Like for me, the leveling felt pretty good once I got the horror story, which then caused larger jumps for all my powerfuls. Well, that's why when I, a little bit ago when I said you could look at all the different milestones and like make a decision, you could intentionally target something that you knew would give you a big jump, and then you could pivot and do a bunch of public events. I mean, that's actually what we did in Vanilla Destiny 2, if you remember. If you remember Vanilla Destiny 2, you would go and do a big jump. You would do a milestone. And then when you were done with the milestone, you would go and do pubs and strikes to round yourself off. And then once you kind of you kind of you kind of flattened out and you hit equilibrium and you knew anything that drops going to be a big a big help for me, then you would go and do another big jump. You do that big jump, and then you go and do the more menial tasks again. Don't you see what's happening? The player is kind of in control of their destination. They're not being told what to play. They're not being told what to do. They're empowered to be the master of their of their you know their destiny. Like they're getting to go and do what they want, and that results in not just success, like oh I'm leveling up, but also just satisfaction. Like you feel good when you set your sights on something. I want this gun, I want this power level, you know, whatever the frick you're, you know, you're trying to do and you, you achieve that aim. It's not just nice because you, you see the tangible, you know, effect in the game, but it's satisfying. It's like, yeah, dude, I, I did these things in this order and and this was the result. These are the rewards I got. That's, that's got like multiple levels of, of satisfaction firing. And right now it's the exact opposite. We have multiple levels of of frustration firing because even the most basic desire of the player is being frustrated confusing isn't leveling part of endgame content isn't a three to four reset to get the level cap a good way to increase engagement no it's not it's corrupting its own aim i see way too many people saying they, they they've stopped playing because of it it's not a matter of extending engagement anymore you're not extending engagement Listen, if you had it slowly paced the way that I outlined for like a pub event where you get like a very small amount of of a jump, I actually think you would have people taking a long time to level. It would take them a long time to level. It would take them a long time to level up and they would keep playing and they would keep kind of doing their thing and their their engagement would just be sort of like a, a rhythmic thing. They they boot up every couple of you know every couple of nights or every night. And they do some pubs. They do some strikes. They feel pretty good about it. Right now, what's happening is people are booting up, setting their sights on something, and not getting it. And I think that's leading to people disengaging and saying this isn't worth it. I like I just got another drop. I played two hours last night. I played two hours tonight, and I can't get I can't get the things that I want, and it leads people to stop playing. Again, it's just, it's the foundational principle of an RPG to let people level, and when you, when you fail to deliver that, I think you, you make people, there's this sense of this game's just not for me anymore, I, I can't even do the most basic part. As I've said so many times, the spectrum of player has to be satisfied. If you make everything hardcore, the hardcore players will be happy, but even they, even they look at rhythmic content like this, and it's not enough to hold their interest for for super long. 
they take breaks they go play other games i mean you can just look at the streamers for proof of this they they because it's rhythmic content because it's thin drip feed content they run out of stuff to do because of the very speed with which they can play so bungie has a vested interest in making sure all ends of the spectrum are satisfied this isn't about casualification it's about broad spectrum accessibility so that the people all over the spectrum feel like they can engage like you're if if you appeal only to hardcores you can't offer something that is this meager and narrow that's kind of contradictory it's like oh but it's for the hardcores lono it's for the hardcores okay but that 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 doesn't that doesn't line up with the, with the amount of content that we've been given that doesn't line up with the amount of stuff there is to do you, if you're only appealing to hardcores i mean that they're they're going to get bored really really fast so you have a vested interest in making sure that everybody is satisfied, right? And I'm not talking about making sure there's content for everybody. Sometimes there's going to be content that's like really, really hard. And when that happens, there are going to be people that avoid it. They don't play the content. They avoid the content. And that's fine. You're allowed to have content that doesn't appeal to everybody, but you can't have a game that stops appealing to people who, you, who, who play it all the time. They, you know, they used to play all the time. It doesn't appeal to them anymore. Ganks. Here's something that's uh, been mentioned before, but with an added idea. What if you complete the initial milestone and it gives a specific piece of gear or weapon that's a reasonable power drop? What if you can keep running the content and say after five runs you get another and then it's random but a bigger power drop? This is something that 30 and so gaming said a while back when we were talking about this on the podcast. He basically said, what if all pieces of content had their own interval of reward so like right now you run three strikes and you get a milestone and then you're done well what if after that like you're saying every fourth milestone you got a little bit of a bigger jump and it was random so the the first one's like three strikes it tells you what you're gonna get and then after that it's four strikes but it's random well now you have a rhythm of reward you just stay on the strike playlist you keep going you keep doing the thing that you're doing what ends up happening is I just, I really want people to think about the way that they piecemeal the content and how bad that is for the player experience. You're, you're basically saying, man, you really like running strikes? That's cool. After three strikes, there's not really a reason to run strikes. You know? Oh, you like Crucible? I mean, after you run a couple of games of Crucible, you're basically not getting anything. If you want to level up, you need to go into all the other pieces of content. Because here's, what, here's what's not happening. Do you want to know what's not happening? You're not suddenly taking someone who's a, who's a huge fan of Crucible. You're not suddenly turning him into a diehard fan of, like, raids and nightfalls and, like, hardcore PvE content. You're not. Even if you, even if you force him to go into it every once in a while. So you're strong-arming people into content that they have no interest in. And then they they don't I don't I don't think they go back like having me having to play Gambit and Crucible I don't go back I don't go back in there because you force me to play if anything it makes me dislike the content even more you force me to run it I I don't I don't like this content and I got I was forced I was forced to play it uh so that you're psych you're you're, you're like psych- psychologically predisposed. To continue disliking it because you, you're not the one that's deciding to go in there. You're, you know, you're just, <laughs> you're kind of, you're kind of being forced to go in there. And so, I, I continue to think that instead of making it so where you're like, oh, just do a couple of strikes and then go to something else, like piecemealing it, 
there's there's a better way to get people to play variety of content and i think it's ada's bounties if there was a bounty for gambit or gambit prime or strikes or crucible and you know that that bounty is going to reward you with a certain gun that's a strong motivator to go play that game mode even though you might not be a particular big fan of it but for leveling it feels forced because you're like I need to level it's a need in the game it's not like a one it's like if you want to play the new content you need to level up you need to be up in the 670s if you're going to be trying to play reckoning tier 2 for example so you're you're just I, I just feel like you're dragging people through content instead of incentivizing people to go through content it's like, come over here and play this. We've got really cool stuff. Oh yeah, they do have cool stuff. Let me grind Crucible this week. I'm not a big fan of Crucible, but this gun looks like it could be pretty good. Now it's like you're dragging people through the content. It's like, no, no, no. If you want to level, we've set up this milestone system where your favorite content with respect to leveling becomes irrelevant almost instantly. Yeah, three strikes. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, three story missions. Yeah, you're done. Two nightfalls. Now, somebody might say, yeah, but by the time they're done with story missions and strikes and nightfalls, they might not have any time to do anything else. Well, that's precisely the point. Shouldn't the game be way more rewarding if that's the case? If somebody if somebody only has time that week to do... Oh, I went the wrong way. If, if they only have time that week to do the you know, they get all their strikes and they get all their story missions and they get all their nightfall milestones done and they're basically done with the week that you you want them you you want them to be able to do that and say they got what they they got a reward. You don't this is what's happening. People feel exhausted. They're like, I, I guess I'll go into content that I don't like because I just I haven't gotten any good drops. That's not the same as saying there's a gun in Gambit that I really, really want. I'm going to grind Gambit and hope to get one because I've got this really, really cool bounty from the Drifter. It's a lot like Ada's bounty. One is a matter of an incentive and like feeling that sense of motivation. The other is like you you feel you're being coerced or strong-armed into it. Winter Wolf. At this point, what the heck options are left for casual players or just players who have jobs, kids, etc.? What do they expect us to do? It seems like without putting in streamer hours, good luck, you are forever behind and there is no catch up. I, this is why I do this with my channel. Because I, I don't want the game to be casualified. I want the game to be enjoyed by as many people as possible. So I'm not ever going to take up for the casual player and say, they should be able to get endgame gear and loot and guns and god rolls and pinnacle rolls really, really easily. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying they should be able to level up with with a relative amount of ease and accessibility and intentionality. That's all I'm saying. But it's 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 just leveling. It's literally just leveling. Cuz people are like, "Oh, you want you just want to make this game for casuals." No, I don't. That no no hardcore player is like cherishing every moment of the leveling process cuz it's they blitz it. It's, it's blitzed and over and done with. It's not something that lasts a long time. It's not some big giant value point. It, if, if, if the leveling was like really, really fun and enjoyable and a lot of thought went into it as, as a hardcore player, then sure, I could see leaving it as is, but I, you know, I, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody's feeling that way. I don't think anybody's feeling like leveling is this huge, long, drawn-out value point for them. I don't know which way to go. I can't remember where I, where I'm supposed to jump down. Is it back here? I cannot remember the path to this place. I think it's this way. 
Uh, Shady Nasty says, um, do you feel like level bumps in between seasons is pointless since there's no loot overhaul vendor uh, to the vendors made? Uh, it's been stated the annual pass was supposed to be an extension of the end game, yet we're receiving, uh, we are receiving the power grind from a thematic expansion. Uh, is this the identity or is this a me problem? Well, yeah, I don't necessarily think they can give you end game content without some type of a level bump. They, I mean, they have to basically say you need you need to level up, and then there's new stuff for you to do. Leveling is better now than it was in Destiny 2 Vanilla? No, that's not true. In Destiny 2 Vanilla, it was significantly better. You would go and do a milestone, you would get a big jump, and then you would go and do public events and other activities, and you would get items to help you round off. So if you were 650, you would go and do a, a milestone, and you get like a six a 658 or a 659. You get a big jump. And then that would raise your power level. And then you could go, that would raise your soft cap as well. You could go and run all the public events and everything that was giving you blues and purples, and everything would be dropping in relation to your new power level. It was so better than what we have now. What we have now, you literally, you literally just do milestones and then you're done and the milestones are RNG based you can't do any basic activity you can't do any basic activity and level up it's all it is all related to milestones it's narrow limited and RNG based it i don't think i don't see how anybody could argue that this leveling is superior to vanilla cuz at least in vanilla once you sort of ran out of milestones you could at least round yourself off for that week by running you know pubs patrols etc um i don't know that's just I mean, that's just my thought on it i think a lot of people are in agreement with that it doesn't make me right but that's just i feel like you had more agency in vanilla d2 any thoughts on the rumors that d3 is going to be rpg and do away with pvp I mean, I think they are going to go more the route of RPG. I I do think that's a high possibility because of the nature of, I think, the game's identity and where you can see a lot of their pivots and where a lot of their decision-making is going. Um, But I I don't know if they're going to get rid of PvP. I have continued to say I could envision a future where they do, but I do think it's unlikely. I think there's a lot of people that continue to play, so why not give them a playground? Amish Outlaws. So I have the base game with level 20 character. Should I buy Forsaken plus the annual pass and level up um, the level 20 tune or boost to level 30 and go from there? Uh, what's my best bet to get involved in the end game? Well, if you're trying to get involved in the end game, then your best bet is to to bypass the early grind. Um, I you you don't you don't want to you don't want to like stay in the low levels if you can if you can bypass the grind now. I don't know if that costs money. Boosting to a level 30, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Um, I thought they gave you one for free when you bought Forsaken in the annual pass. Like you get one, you get one level up for free. I think. I, I don't know. What when you do that, you're 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 bypassing some of the. They do. They give you one. A boost comes with Forsaken. Yeah, I mean, I would say just do that. I mean, the early game is actually not bad, but if you're trying to get to the end game, then that's the answer. Claytonics, uh, to touch on the point of leveling, um, why have so many people forgotten that in D1 we had almost uh, an almost fixed system where you could run strikes or other content to hit the soft cap and then run end game content for the final gains? 
do you agree that that system should come back um i mean i definitely think that a system like that where it's more clear that you're empowered to keep improving your you know your level and then hitting a cap is fine as long as the cap makes sense you know you get to the end of a given week and you're like all right cool i've got my guy all well round i've hit the cap that's something that's only that would probably then only happen to a hardcore player i don't think like a a, a a casual player would hit that cap like they're they're just doing their best to level up and again they're just feeling rewarded for their time because they can kind of go into whatever content they want and get little reasonable incremental level bumps um because i think i again i think that that takes people into a lane of they under they understand where they're going and how long it's going to take to get there and the elusive nature of drops right now doesn't doesn't make you feel very strong or in power of your you know your destination for destiny 3 how would you implement leveling and power level how would you uh, have both a normal level and power level like now i think having a player level and a gear level is fine and the reason that companies do this is because it gives them freedom in the future to stop you from jumping past things you know they're like hey we got this new content and there's all this new stuff to do but all this new stuff and these new things won't start dropping until you get your player level up and you get your player level up and when you once your player levels up you can now you know go do these other things it's a way it's a, it's a way for them to gate content i'm not saying it's necessary i'm just saying i understand why they do it i don't think it hurts anything i don't i don't think it hurts anything i don't think they're like Oh, why have player level and gear level? A lot of games do this. A lot of games do this. Division is doing it. Anthem does it. I think it's fine. I don't think it's hurting the player experience at all. Is this game worth getting into or just catch up and enjoy? I already answered that question. I don't, I'm not going to continue to answer real generic questions about if, you, if I think it's worth it. Make up your own mind. Watch videos you know does does it does it feel like it's going to be the game for you i the game has been out for a while i i can't i can't sell you on the big huge picture of what else here if you like games with with really cool shooting mechanics abilities and loot pursuits then this game's got a lot of that so uh Jaxo, across D1, and for most if not all D2, leveling has always been something that requires tweaking, rebalancing, or an overhaul. Do Bungie not understand their audience, or are they trying to pressure people into what they consider the best system? I personally miss being able to select between armor, weapons, and faction packages. Yeah, I just... I don't... I don't know if it's like one big experiment for Destiny 3, or if they genuinely think you know certain systems are better than others... Thank you, uh, Spacklet, for the Prime sub. I don't know. It does. It, start, it starts to feel like, well, I don't understand how this is so difficult. Like, how have you guys not figured this out yet? Like, look at the player base. How much do they play? How long does it take them to level? Get them to a place where they can level at a reasonable clip. Uh, Draco Vamp. What's the best way to level up to 700? I'm currently 645. Play the game and do milestones. Boss Dog. What do you think the curated roles on weapons... Uh, randomly dropping. I think curated rolls is one of the smartest things they've ever done. I think it's a great iteration. Uh, it's a great iteration on um, random rolls and that system. I love it. I think it's such a smart play, but I don't like the fact that it seems like 
the heck is this thing? Uh, it seems like the curated roles are basically what drop when you're playing Gambit Prime and do the right thing, and I think that's problematic. That's problematic because you're not you're not farming for the weapon. You're not farming for the weapon. You're just getting a you're just getting a free god roll weapon, and then when you're done doing that, it's your your the grind's kind of over, you know. And then that's it. That's 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 how it was in Escalation Protocol. Is this is this broke? How am I supposed to get to whatever this is? It's telling me, it was telling me to come here, and then when I go down to the bottom, it tells me to go back up. So I come down here. Oh, it tells me to go over here, and then it tells me to go over here. This is really weird. Go all the way up. I think I was just supposed to cut through. Yeah, I was just supposed to cut through. I was misreading the radar. Studly. Uh, with leveling the way that it is, should they shuffle the higher level content to later in the calendar? Make Reckoning 2 14 days in instead of 4? Well, I mean, they they did... Uh, it was on purpose. Like, they're, they're building... The, the, the content is built... The content is built for... It's built for guys like me. I grinded like crazy. I got into the 666 Delta, and then I was able to go in and play the content. That's who it's designed for. Like, don't kid yourself. They promoted Scourge of the Past Raid not for you to come play it, but for you to watch it. Really think about that for a minute. When they promoted the Scourge of the Past Raid with Black Armory on Twitter with the video, they did not promote it as something for you to play. They said, come watch people play the raid. I mean, that's basically them saying we're building the pacing of really, really tough content is built for content creators. And I mean, take that for what you will. I mean, is that good? Is that bad? I mean, they're, they're using content creators as a commercial for the content at that point. And I think Bungie pioneered that and Fortnite has perfected it in some ways. Apex Legends really landed the plane too, you know? So the, I, you know, shuffling, you know, higher level content further down the calendar would have probably been more sensible, but that they're, they're not interested in, they're not interested in doing that with raids. They're not interested in doing that with that kind of content. They, they, they genuinely, not in like a mean way, but they genuinely don't care. They don't care if like a hard, if, if the, if the more casual players get, get, feel like they get stuck behind or can't participate. They don't care. They're not making the content. They're not. They're making the content for anybody who wants to play it, but they're not pacing the content for anybody that wants to play it. They're pacing the content for a very small minority. And if truth be told, okay. Truth be told, they're they're not just they're not just making it for them. They're also making it easier on them. There's way less people in the mix. Way less people racing trying to do things first because there's almost nobody that can play enough hours in those early weeks so that you know you end up having a world's first race amongst a teeny tiny group of people not that they're not great but you don't really have a world's first race for everybody so they're not going to shuffle content further down the road because like they don't they they don't seem to that doesn't seem to be something that they're concerned about scully what about the fact that you have to pay to level to 640 you don't have to pay to level to 640 
What are you talking about? Now, if you mean you got to get the annual pass to level to 640, that's not true either. You, the bounties should you should just be able to go get the bounties from Drifter without the annual pass. The the increase in level is something that everybody should have access to. You should not need the annual pass to be able to get to the next uh, to the next level jump. You have to own the annual pass to buy the surge bounties. See, this is why it was confusing that they got rid of the name Season of the Drifter because originally it was, I'm sorry, Joker's Wild. It was originally Season of the Drifter was all the free stuff and then Joker's Wild was the paid stuff and they got got rid of it. Um, You know, I don't know why they got rid of that name so I had no idea that that's how that worked. Um... So yeah, if you want to buy the the power, if you want to use the power surge bounties, you have to own the annual pass. Now, to be fair, to be fair, you don't need to be higher light level unless you own the annual pass. Like you don't need to increase your light level unless you're going into the new content that's going to require you to be higher level. So, now a little bit of a pushback though would be. Bungie promotes the power level or originally promoted the power level as a free seasonal value point. So I can see where this person is come from, coming from. Or Iron Banner. Like, again, Bungie can't champion the leveling bump as like some great value point of their content with the current structure and system in place. And then Joker's Wild kind of vanishes into thin air. So now people are being told... You know, hey, if you want that light level bump, you can get it, but the power surge bounties to help people get their level bump is only for people who have bought the annual pass. I don't know. I don't necessarily like the way that sounds or feels. J2J squared. Do you think the leveling system in Bungie is on Bungie's radar to fix? Well, we're going to have to wait and see if I'm right. If the player base numbers don't really go in a good direction and Bungie's looking at the stats of those players, like how many players are booting up, okay, and they're below, you know, like they're below a 640 power level. How many of those players are booting up and then not playing after a while? Like I, I guarantee you they can run a report and see. Did, you know, did they quit real early? Are, you know, are these people that have been playing for a while and now they're taking a break? Like there, there's a way for them to kind of see... You boot it up, you down... I don't know, they could probably even see if you downloaded the stuff. You download the stuff, you play for a little bit, and then you put it down. If they start to see that, and they're seeing people on the forums and Reddit and Twitter and YouTube saying, dude, I can't level, this sucks, then you'll. I think you'll see them try to make changes. Here's the thing, though. They didn't do that with Black Armory. So my, constant, my confidence level is a little bit low right now in their decision to make a change. Black Armory, like they 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 made a quick pivot. They made a quick pivot with the power level of that first forge, and it was it it didn't change much, but at least it was like a, a goodwill gesture to say, hey, we hear where you guys are coming from. We did lower this so you could go in there a little bit sooner. So I mean, they did that really quickly. So you know, I think they they may respond to the community and say, we we see how this structure is is hurting people. We've made changes to the leveling. Do you think they'll fix level issues soon? I don't know. We just talked about that in the last question. Uh, Psycho Snipe says, I love Destiny. Played since launch of D1, but I hate to say it. My reason, my season of the Drifter just doesn't make me want to play. 
Well, I mean, that's fine. I mean, like I said, this is this is an issue where feedback is so important. Feedback is really important. Bungie is doing an experiment right now. Their experiment is with rhythmic drip feed seasonal content. That's the experiment. And I think that experiment is is succeeding in some ways and failing in others. And that's why I've continued to provide my feedback. So, Hobbit Spartan. I think that if anything needs fixed, and I agree leveling needs to be fixed, but if the 80% of the loot is irrelevant, then why are you leveling up to begin with? I think the loot incentive uh, needs serious looking at. I have played the game since year 1D1, and I haven't felt this disgusted with the leveling and the loot. Please, Lono, what do we need to do? Well, I'm going to push back a little bit on what you're saying, and I'm going to explain why. In Anthem, a lot of people are wanting them to fix the loot and fix the loot incentive right now. And I've continued to say they need to do that, but first they need to fix the ground level bugs because there are people that can't even play. So, I think the leveling doorway is a bigger front burner issue because it doesn't really matter if you fix loot incentive in these endgame environments and in these endgame co- you know, pieces of content. It isn't going to matter if you Here's all there's all this great loot incentive if there are people that feel like they can't even they can't even level up. Like they want to do the the basic RPG thing, boot up and increase their level. So if you don't fix the front door, you know, and people and, and if you don't fix the front door, don't 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 be curious as to why nobody's coming in. Um would be my that would be my feedback. So I think it's both. I think it's both, but I don't think they're in a position right now to fix what you're talking about. Um, I don't know why I'm getting charred. Like, what is happening? I am getting completely uh, hosed here. I can't get my game to stop giving me a charred message. I don't even know what that error message means. Um, Scam Jones says... Why haven't they added new gun mods uh, and better ways to get mod components? Again, I think if... I think if if they haven't figured out leveling and infusion is a pain point and frustration for the community, mod components, getting mods, that's like a... I don't know. That's like, that's like way out in the distance, right? You don't even have a player base that feels empowered to level up right now. Like the leveling is... The, the leveling and the infusion cost having enhancement cores in it is, is, is in my estimation, a huge problem. You, now, you're talking about the back end. I'm talking about the front end. The front end is, you know, leveling, infusion, just feeling like you have access to the content. The back end is mastery, um, you know, getting 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 end game pieces of loot as you're saying you know getting mods and mods components like that's that's a part of uh the end game grind that's kind of messed up right now now the reason uh the reason that i don't think the reason that i don't think this is a huge issue right now is this isn't short circuiting the game for people it's not like oh my gosh i can't get mod components forget this crap and they leave that that's not a that's not a huge issue right now. The amount of people that are targeting this and wanting this, I think, are probably in the minority. It doesn't mean it's not an issue. I'm just not going to make it a front burner issue right now. The reason I'm ho- honing in on leveling and just banging away on this drum is it's like people are coming back 
to play your game and leveling is one of the most ground level sort of initial feelings of progress and movement and success in the game and it's ter- it's terrible right now it's terrible and it needs and it needs you know lots of help and once they fix that then they could look at you know then they could look at looking you know mod components and currencies and stuff like that that's just a quality of life update though for honest I'm talking about a far-reaching problem. I'm talking about a, a, a ground-level, far-reaching issue, and mod components is like a quality-of-life thing. Hey, we've added some bounties into the gunsmith, and they'll reward you with mod components, so you can have a, a better flow of, of mod components, you know, coming into your inventory. Ed, uh, Ed Matchy says, Do you think D2 may be in trouble with all the fixes coming to Anthem on the 12th? If Anthem fixes enough things uh, people wanted, I feel more people will put this down. No, I just think this 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 continuum that people try to create where oh if if Anthem gets back on the horse and things are going well is that you know should Destiny be concerned? I just don't think so. I don't think I I, I don't think people are are treating games that way. I don't think people are treating games that way. I think most people are going to come back to Anthem and dip in it and maybe go back to Destiny. Like, you know what I mean? Listen, if 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 there are people that are unsatisfied with Destiny right now in the leveling, I don't think they need Anthem to stop playing. I think they already are stopping playing. Like, personally. I think they already are. I think I don't think they need Anthem to push them over the ledge. Now, there could be people that are just stomaching Destiny right now because they're like, well, there's nothing left. There's nothing else to play. And then Division 2 and Anthem could pose a serious threat because and again, it's not like a threat to Destiny as a franchise, but it does hurt player engagement. Player engagement hurts Matt hurts matchmaking. Matchmaking gets hurt. That hurts the the people that are like, you know, wanting to play and stick around. So, we'll have to wait and see. As most issues are deliberately ignored by the devs, Infusion, Matchmaking versus Four Stacks, PvP, uh, realistically, what do you think about the future for the franchise? I think the future of the franchise is in good hands. I trust Luke Smith with Destiny. I do. Um, he's done really, really good things for the franchise up to this point. I think he saved Destiny 2, and Destiny 2 Vanilla was incredibly disappointing, but the only reason we got a reasonably good Destiny 2 with a functional and exciting campaign and a decent, a decent grind. It wasn't good, but it was decent. The only reason we got that is because Luke Smith took over. I don't, I think the game was in bad shape and that's why they put him in charge. Taken King, that's Luke Smith, right? So, as I've said many times, Luke Smith is our Moses right now. He's got to get us out, he has to get us out of the wilderness and into the promised land. And of all the people that I think could do it and deliver like an actual good RPG experience, I think Luke can do it. I think he's the one that could capture those concepts and those ideas. Um, Luke Smith has been back in the spotlight a number of times now. He wrote a direct letter to us in the TWAB that was after the split from Activision, speaking directly to the community about the future. And then in the vid doc for uh, Joker's... um, for Season of the Drifter in the vid doc he uh, made it very clear that they were focused on the future but for now go play Gamut Prime so I think if you're going to put the game in somebody's hands it's better off in his hands than anybody because 
he understands RPG grind. This guy was a scarab lord in World of Warcraft, so he wasn't, you know, he ain't he ain't playing casual games, and he ain't playing games casually. So, I think maybe he needs somebody to, to, to kind of keep things in balance with respect to accessibility I don't want to turn this into World of Warcraft with guns, I think one of Destiny's appeals is that it's accessible to a com- to the common player it's playable, it's fun it is enjoyable uh, Spectrum is super super important um, you need a spectrum of content to satisfy everybody That's been that's been Destiny's challenge and problem for a long time Codex uh, would just be moving to a WoW or Diablo style system work for Destiny. WoW and Diablo both do a good job at having directed grinding if you want something. You need an arm piece, grind the third raid boss or the raid, etc. Or the boss, etc. I personally think it would, but I'd like to hear your thoughts. I think those games do a good job of having intuitive and directed grinding uh, for higher power levels. This is why every time this comes up, I say that every every NPC in the game needs Ada bounties that rotate each week. Because Ada's bounties are the perfect marriage of player agency and RNG. Um, you know what you're grinding for, and the interval is reasonable. The loop's not bad, and once you once you get it, you check the roll and you can do it again. You can do it as many times as you want. And I think every NPC in the game na- needs that. So you boot up on a Tuesday reset. When you boot up on a Tuesday reset you uh you you run to the you run to all the npcs and check all their gear i I just got another drop that doesn't help me by the way i just got another drop that doesn't help me of all of all the things it could have given me that a power weapon would have at least been a one jump and then as it's dropped it dropped at a 68 so a 68 could have helped my boots it could have helped my chest it could have helped it could have helped any of any of my armor pieces a single armor piece would have helped uh would have helped me so, so every week you would basically boot up on a Tuesday and you'd be like, all right, what's Devrim K got? What's Failsafe got? What's Asher got? What's, you know, you, you would go to all the NPCs and check and it would rotate. And then they would just, they would have a bounty that enables you to have an intentional grind towards a particular item. And you could do it as many freaking times as you want. The fact that the reckoning tier two is dropping guns is exciting because that was one of my main issues with the content so far is like where's the agency for you know for particular pieces of loot where's the agency how do i uh how do i get particular pieces of gear what do i do to do it and that is something that i think ada brought and needs replicated in large measure in large measure it needs replicated so we'll see if they do it for gamers with limited time play what activities or bounties besides milestones would you recommend leveling I mean any if you can get into the raid I mean the raid scourge is dropping really big jumps if you if you like scourge and can play scourge or get a team for scourge um, I would say scourge my 1k voices is making the harmony disappear it's like bouncing and going into like other areas these balls are like jumping way 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 out you kind of need harmony uh, to do this. So, 1K is so strong. Yeah, it's too strong. It's too strong. Uh, too, too strong. So, yeah, it's, uh, if you can get into a Scourge of the Past raid, those are uh, those are dropping big drops. Those are dropping uh, seven drops. So, do Scourge 
if you're trying to get drops and you can't do any more milestones. Would the fix be to add power level jump uh, to be related to the slot that the item drops rather than your overall power level? I mean, that would help, yes. See, this is this might be the quickest solution, honestly. The quickest solution. So what I just got was a 68, okay? So it was a it was a th- it was like I don't know like a two or a three drop higher than my overall power. I don't know my max power right now is um, I think I don't know what it is 67. So it was just a one. So frick. But if it was a 69, it would have raised this. If every time something dropped, at the very least, wherever it dropped, no matter the slot, it bumped it by one. Do you know what that would do? It would bring balance to the force. Because if you keep getting your energy weapon targeted, no big deal. It's going to hit 69, then it's going to hit 70, then it's going to hit 71. It's going to keep going up. And then eventually, you're going to get this big boomerang on some other piece. You're going to have some piece that falls behind and is like, what's my lowest piece right now? My boots. So my boots have fallen behind their 63. So all of a sudden, I get a 71 or a 72 and it's a pair of boots. Zoom, it boomerangs me back up. So at, at the very least, if Bungie wants to work within their existing system right now and make the system better, at the very least, wherever it drops, it should target, it should target where, you know, one, one higher than the slot that it's in. That's really cool. The liar's handshake, that little blade, very Assassin's Creed uh, looking there. That's pretty cool. I, I I would think that at the very least that would that would solve some of the pain, some of the pain. Because then you'd be like, well, bummer, it landed on my it landed on my worst drop, but that's not so bad. You know, eventually I'm gonna get the boomerang effect. My lowest item's gonna get a drop, and I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna shoot way up. You know, that would be a way to shoot way up. So, like, right now, the best possible thing for me would be boots. So, you know, hopefully Ikora is kind to me. Bowchick a honk honk. <laughs> a bit off topic, but I honestly hate most of the loot in raids in D2. I haven't played since Forsaken released. I played Last Wish once due to me getting the masterworked uh, NOB and 1K voices on my first go. The armor is atrocious. Even though they have raid perks, I prefer high recovery build. What do you think the fix for this might be? Well, now um, armor can drop with like a random uh, a random assignment. So the armor can drop mobile survivalist or whatever. So that you know your reverie dawn or your raid armor can drop anything. Unfortunately, that to me that system is dangerous because what you're basically doing is is you're saying that. Uh, you you could potentially get a really really good roll on a pair of gauntlets and then they're mobile. So if like let's say this 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 one right here, Reverie Dawn, it's got enhanced hand cannon loader and fusion rifle scavenger. Um, so this is this isn't a very good roll. Like the enhanced hand cannon reloader is nice, but unless I'm using a sniper rifle, I'm, nobody's using special fusions. Um, and if I wanted to re-roll the survivalist aspect of it, that'd be kind of cool to be able to like like go over that and like re-roll it for a certain cost or a certain amount of enhancement cores or something because you never want to get a good roll on a, on a, on a pair of uh, you know a pair of gauntlets or something and then when you get it you're like well frick this is dumb this sucks this isn't what I needed you know so like right now since I'm 67 I could get a 7 jump on my energy weapon so I should probably forge an energy weapon with Ada I should probably try and get a powerful frame from her and do it in Bergusia. 
Um, that's an absurd role. Yeah, I mean it's a very it's a very nice role on on the on the uh, the Reverie Dawns. But again, I mean th- this is killing it right here. But the enhanced hand cannon reloader is nice. Uh, Choppered. I believe the simplest solution to this problem would be to divorce the light level from the weapons and the armor, uh, add one additional mod slot for everything, then make all milestones and bounty drops have one random weapon or armor piece and one power level mod. Let the player choose where to add power to the gear they want. I mean, I, I'm not against this, but again, I try to I try to offer solutions that'll work within the system that's here. You're like, let's just completely wreck the entire foundation of the how the level system works. Well, that's neat that you think that's a good idea, but that's not going to happen. At the very least, I think my idea could happen. They could go in and say, all right, soft caps out. This activity, activities at this level give you a bump of two, activities at this level give you a bump of four, these activities give you five, milestones are seven, you know, nightfall, uh, raids are ten, you know, staggers all the way up. I think they could actually do that, because I'm, I'm, I'm working within, I'm working within the systems that they've already, they've already created, so you're, you're, you're wanting to nuke, you're wanting to nuke the entire system and just say, oh, you just get an upgrade thing, and then once you get that that's all you need you're you know you're good to go again my concern would be that's never going to happen and number 2 even if they could do it it ain't going to happen anytime soon and it would potentially like hurt the identity of the game everybody's kind of accustomed to the way that it works mr puffhead what about each milestone rewarding a, a power upgrade token that you can use whichever way you choose. It would allow a player to choose what piece of gear they want to level up. This was just literally just suggested by the last person. I just don't think like ideas like this have any chance of happening. Is the idea good or not? I mean, I don't know. That's kind of up to you. I think the system they have now is fine because if you got rid of the power, the, the, the soft cap, everywhere I go, every drop I get is helping me to some degree. Obviously, you'd have to get rid of enhancement cores in infusion because if I'm getting blues and and all these things to help me level up, I don't want to use those blues while I'm playing. It's a loot-based game. I want to use the loot that I love. You would just be dumping it into the existing, you know, the existing gear that you have. Uh Weeble Weeble Wobble uh, says, what if there were powerful bounties like Ada's frames that you could do that guaranteed a certain piece of gear for different types of players? Shaq sells bounty for crucibles. This is my idea fed back to me. Like, I I mean, you, I don't know how recently you typed this, but I just outlined this a moment ago and have outlined it many times on, on, on the, the channel. So maybe you've missed it, but you're, you're literally feeding my idea back to me. I've said, countless times and even today just moments ago that they need to take Ada's bounties and put it in all the NPCs so each week the bounties rotate you go to Devrim, K, Shaq, Zavala, Drifter whoever and they have bounties for that week that are just like Ada's you can keep buying it over and over again and grind for the role that you want This I, I, I think this is gonna I honestly think this is gonna come to the game I won't be surprised if we see this in September and beyond uh, Dragon's Hat what about removing cores from refusing the same weapon or armor type, but allow cross infusion at the cost of cores? I no, you're still muddying the waters. Listen, I'm never going to accept inf- enhancement cores being an infusion because it is a muddled and confused currency. 
the cu- the currency of enhancement cores makes sense for the mastery of an item or enhancing an item. So you're either masterworking it or enhancing perks. With their rarity and even their name, that's what makes sense with them. The minute you attach them to anything else, even something even something that is that is momentarily or rhythmically volitional. Well, I need to infuse here and I want to infuse this shotgun into this sniper. Well, that's going to cost enhancement cores. You're still frustrating the choice of the player at random. You know, well, you got a, you got a shotgun um, that you really want to keep using. Well, we dropped you a fusion rifle. Well, frick, I got to use enhancement cores? I just... Mastery of an item and investing in an item isn't happening because people are like, I know that there's a seasonal pass, there's a seasonal thing coming, and with that level update, I'm gonna need enhancement cores. So we just stockpile them. I didn't masterwork a single item. I've not put a masterwork cores into almost anything, unless it's a gun that I know that I absolutely love. I'm ignoring, you know, masterworking my armor. I'm ignoring, uh, you know, masterworking tons of guns. I just like, why? It just isn't worth it. It's a mar benefit it's a form of min maxing and mastery that feels completely futile and stupid because i know i'm going to need a bunch when the new content comes out so we're just stockpiling why are we stockpiling again it is a confused and muddled economy it just it doesn't make sense to have the two linked together because of that they don't belong in the same economy it would be like it would be like having you know, right now, what do we use? You know, we use glimmer and planetary materials for infusion, right? And we've got a lot of 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 glimmer and planetary materials. Imagine being able to go to like Zur and just buy a crap ton of exotics for planetary materials. People will be like, "Well, this is dumb. I have so many planetary materials. You're devaluing exotics. I can buy exotics hand over fist." Well, yeah. Now you can clearly see why. It's stupid to con- to confuse and combine economies. It's dumb to do that. It's like, well, you have you have you know m- planetary materials and glimmer coming out of your ears, so you shouldn't be able to buy something that's very rare and difficult to get with an economy that's super super accessible. It muddies the water. It's a confused identity. Planetary materials, things that you can consistently get with with utter ease, not that hard at all, are typically attached to actions in the game that are more rhythmic and constant and that's what infusion is it is it is an enormous mistake to continue to have it attached to infusion and i i honestly think this i genuinely think this i think i genuinely think it's just a matter of stubbornness to not take it out i don't think they're leaving it in because it's worth it i don't think they're leaving it in because they philosophically think it should be in there i think it's i at the end of the day i truly attribute it to stubbornness they, they've 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 done it they've had big big named streamers and people advocating for it and it was it was a result of the the, the the community summit and I think that's one of the reasons it's still in it's not it's never once been defended or, or addressed by Bungie in a way to say it's a value point it's good it's 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 a it's a valuable thing to continue having the game it's been it's, it's been unaddressed and and we, we're, we're listening to your feedback Cosmo literally captured our complaints and said he was going to pass it on to the teams and it's just like, I don't know, it just feels like freaking stubborn. It feels very stubborn to not do it. And I think it's just, the, the, the stubbornness on leveling and the stubbornness on infusion, I think is eventually going to come back to bite them, If because the, I think players are leaving, and I it was like 
It was like when Call of Duty started making foundational shifts to the identity of the game and veterans of Call of Duty kept saying, I'm not going to buy anymore, I'm not going to play anymore. And eventually, they did. Because people are always like, oh, you'll always come back to COD. You'll always come back to Call of Duty. Eventually, no. Sales plummeted for Call of Duty over the years because they kept ignoring the, the people that were saying that, that the identity of the game was changing too much. And I think something similar is happening right now. People are eventually just getting to that breaking point. They're like, I'm done. I, I can't I, I can't get enough enhancement cores. I can't get enough re- I can't get enough movement in the game. They're not even getting to the point where they can feel the pain point of like there aren't good enough perks in the game or good enough loot incentives. They're not even getting to that point. Do you remember how I said like Anthem has to address uh, the foundational bugs first? They could make the game super rewarding, but it doesn't matter if people can't play. In a similar vein, you you could you could go into the end game and fix all these issues with with mod components and perk diversity and grind right you could do all of that and you could make all those changes but if the entry door to the content right if the if the entry door to the content is basically kicking you right back to the curb it doesn't matter if they start adding cool new perks and cool new guns none of that matters because nobody's getting through the door that's why I call it accessibility. It's about accessibility. It's not about ease ease of earn, earning good gear and stuff like that. That's that it has nothing to do with that. It's more about it's far more about treating the player and and the desires of the player with respect so they feel like their time is well spent than like handing people exotics and 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 high value content like it's candy. I'm not saying give us exotics and end game gear you know, like it's like it's a, a, a parade and you're throwing Jolly Ranchers. I think that that's where the grind and the rolls and the loot pursuit comes into play. Because then you're then you're chasing particular loot. That's like the end game of Anthem being about you. Um, that's like the end game of Anthem being about you uh, getting a min max build on the right inscriptions and stuff. So. We're going to cut it there. That's the last question. We're going to keep playing and keep discussing. Obviously, the you know the chat's got a lot of contribution to this discussion. You guys are even mentioning things in chat I'm going to engage with in a moment. Uh, if you're listening to this content on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you watching and listening to all of my content. Please like, share, and subscribe.